The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Well, hello and welcome. You did not expect to hear another update so soon, did you? Well, here I am, Jared Truby, alone on the mic one more time because, wow, we just were like, you know what? I hate to ruin a perfectly good pandemic with a insane wildfire, but how about that? Let's get more apocalyptic. Jeez. Could it get any weirder? Shout out to the Cat and Cloud team, ownership group, everybody for coming together. I, we wanted to get on the mic to give you an update about how things are going. No, we are not the only people in California suffering from terrible air pollution and a fire that uh, more than made problems for our city. But we are a company based in one of those places. And more so than that, we have 10 or so different displaced people. We have people who have lost their houses, most notably Levi and his family. Levi has left for paternity leave just in time for the fire to come. Everybody is safe aside from the trauma and the frustration, but in our link below is a GoFundMe. Levi lost his house. He has a brand new child. His wife and his current daughter, they are all out traveling with family in Yellowstone. They have a place temporarily to come back to, but they are displaced, as are nine or so other team members. There is a lot of weirdness that comes into navigating a pandemic and a fire. The thing that has been stressful for our team is, well, closed doors equal more opportunity for people to come in and theoretically spread COVID. Yes, they have face masks in. Yes, we're one of the cleanest places of all time. But the lack of airflow and closed doors is one thing the CDC says is dangerous. However, the air outside has toxic and the AQI is ranging from low end 150 to like 500s up here plus super gross. And that has been a struggle. So shout out to the team for navigating that. We've had some short hours. We've had some adaptations. We've had short staffing. And because of that, the inability to be open full hours. And all of this stuff has been handled with a lot of grace and care. 
and support from everybody on the team. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It has been nuts. Now, on to some more fun stuff. Because of the fires, we are going to do a fundraiser where we donate 10% of our retail whole bean sales, 10% of our web store sales, and 10% of our wholesale sales to not only our displaced team members, but to a organization of our deciding. We have three or four different ones we are considering. We will continue to do that. If you have the means and you want to purchase some coffee online, or if you are a wholesale client, know that your money and care will go to supporting people who have been displaced by the fire. One more fun thing, just to make it a little spicy for you, a little exciting, is that we're releasing three new coffees next week. And I'm not going to tell you too much about them, except for we have one from Kenya, one from El Salvador, and one from Guatemala and the Weiwei Tenango region. Why am I not going to tell you? Because you should go to our website and also our YouTube, Cat and Cloud YouTube channel, to start familiarizing yourself with some fun things that we are up to. These initiatives uh, and and whole bean launches and all the things that we talk about on our YouTube are fun and exciting and just a little opportunity for you to engage in the pandy, do something fun, feel the feels of what we are about. There's a lot more coming down the pipe when it comes to YouTube. We have barely scratched the surface on it. So just letting you know. Go check it out. You'll see some videos from Mark and Alex who went to Kenya. They'll talk about the coffee. You'll see Bell, our team leader from Abbott Square, who is uh, and was at the auction in uh, in El Sal. I almost dropped the farm name. And we will hear from Herman, who went to, uh, he's a team leader over at Swift Street. He went to Weiwei Tenango in Guatemala. They are going to talk about the excitement and the fun and the coffees they had, what you can expect in the cup. And I can tell you that I've been playing with our roasting team on our roaster. And oh, friends, we are about to see a yummy, yummy spike in the quality and taste of our coffee. Not because of me, but because we got our roaster cleaned up, refurbished, and our team is just diving deep into R&D. And we are evolving our roasting process to bring you oh, so tasty, tasty little morsels. Isn't that exciting? You know what else is exciting? Me talking to me on a microphone. Why is that exciting? Because, man, I miss y'all. I miss talking with my pal Chris on the internet as well. But as you've seen from his YouTube, he's doing well. He is out celebrating a birthday of a friend in some fresh air. He has terrible asthma. He is up north in Coos Bay just relaxing, feeling the flow, doing the bull dance, working it. Funny thing, though, Charles is one of the people who got displaced. He's actually living up in Seattle. If you see him floating around the Seattle area, getting coffee, uh, give him a high five. Nope, don't give him a high five. It's it's not that time. You can't touch people yet. But say hello to him. Seattle area, give him some love. What else? What else? What else do we have going on? I would say that's pretty much it. But there's tons going on. Our team's coming together. We are working on unifying, and I can tell you one little tiny thing. Our mission is to inspire connection through memorable experiences, and we have been putting a lot of time and effort into that in hopes that businesses can be inspired and so that every person that is touched 
by doing business together can be left in a better place. So I had a question asked. Somebody asked a question on our info at Cat and Cloud. They said, I want to bring specialty coffee to this area. I believe in it. How do I convince the neighborhood, the community to be interested in specialty coffee? And I figured I'd take a little bit of a stab, even though I'm on my own. I have a little bit of experience in this and that I helped found Verve Coffee. We were amongst the first specialty coffee in all of Santa Cruz. And we had to win over the community. How do you do that? You do not win over the community by telling them how awesome your coffee is and giving them so much uh, of this, you must believe me. You win over the community softly, intentionally, and with care of creating an experience they will not forget. You cannot force crazy, unique specialty coffee down someone's throat. What you can do is bring them in and provide them with an experience that makes them remember and makes them connect to what you are about. Something that we did at the early days and we will, we've done at the early days at Cat and Cloud is we show people that we care about them through the service model we create. This takes a lot of intentionality. This takes opportunity to create a safe space. This creates a place where people decide they want to try more than once. And in order for specialty coffee to land and become exciting and accessible, you have to do that. Make it accessible. So we created intentionally a blend that works very well in milk. It is not overly sour. It is not overly crazy. It is not overly fruity. It is a very balanced and delicious cup of coffee that anybody in the world could grab onto. Now, you might be in love with coffee and be like, that's not what we should do. We shouldn't share just the coffee that is balanced and great with the, with the world. We need to share with them the most exciting coffee. I'm so passionate about coffee. If you do not create a connection point for people who do not care about the nuances of a natural or a Kenyan coffee or an Ethiopian coffee, you will never get them to a place where they're open to try those coffees. So what we did is we created something that was just different enough from that dark roasted Pike's Place or Major Dickinson's or whatever the case, and we made it just a little bit more nuanced, and we drew out these flavors, and we made milk drinks that tasted unlike anything they had had before, just addicting and delicious to drink, and we made it easy for people to try that. Why? If they came in and you could tell that they were disinterested or afraid to try the coffee, we offered them a first time on us, or we said, give it a try. If you don't like it, I'll make you anything else you want. And you have to be willing to be adaptable. This is all with the pretense that you care enough about the long play that you want your specialty coffee company to survive. If you are comfortable with potentially taking a long, slow road, you can be ice cold and only offer the basics. Black coffee only, super fruity coffee only, only light roast, etc., etc. That can work and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you want to bring specialty coffee to a place that has never have it, had it before, you must bring it with grace and care and you must look through the guest's eyes. If everybody is telling you that your coffee isn't good because X, Y, and Z, 
it's okay for you to know that your coffee is good and the guests do not understand yet. What is not okay is for you to ignore everybody who comes through your doors and ask for something else. It's especially sad if people tell you that they would prefer to come to your shop, but you don't offer something that they love. So my advice to anybody starting specialty coffee in a place that has never seen specialty coffee is to start small, meaning a bunch of safe coffees, blended, maybe slightly darker roasted, and then give yourself a couple of banger exciting coffees. What will happen over time is people will fall in love with you and your group if you give amazing service in a safe atmosphere. If you do that, people will fall in love with you. They will notice that your coffee is good. They will notice that it's a trusted source of something that is great. They'll come back for the dark. They'll come back for the simple. They'll come back for the balanced. And as that happens, day after day after day, you need to show that you are drinking something different than them and you're excited about it. Do not force it down their throats, but you do this and they will respond over time. There's a story that we've told many times on this podcast. If you've heard it before, I'm sorry, I'm saying it again. There's a guy named Mike Resendez. His daughter now works for us. Whole nother story we can talk about another time. Reezy Resells. He would come in and get 16 ounces of coffee, filled up 12, 12 ounces of the way, add cream for the rest, and sugar. Four to five of them a day. He'd watch myself and Chris Baca, the real Chris Baca. We would be drinking espresso and all these different light roasted coffees. And he kept on asking about us about them and asking us why we liked them. And we'd give him tastes and he'd always think they were crazy. But he knew we were down with coffee and he knew we were the professionals because we had earned the right to be professionals. We didn't tell him we were professionals. We earned that right as the guests came in. Over time, he's like, okay, these guys really know what they're talking about on a different level. I might as well find out what the hype's about. And over time, he became a single, only espresso drinker. Sometimes two, sometimes three, but he would just drink espresso. Sometimes just black coffee. Now he's the guy who helps train other people to make coffee on his home espresso machine. And he has a thing called the Super Spro Bros. So all that to say, whoever wrote in on the internet, I can't remember your name, but that's a little snapshot on how to build, especially coffee base in your community. Do so slowly, do so caring, and do so noticing what the guests like, and just ever so slowly, inch by inch, just chip away and change the game. It takes resilience, it takes care, it takes a lot of positivity, and it takes a lot of intentionality. Get after it. Thanks for listening to the update. Thanks for listening to me yap for a bit. I hope you all are taking care, staying safe. Get outside, breathe, pull it together. It's the only thing we got. Because what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Mm, I love sweet love.